Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Phil Hughes. And I'm Jen Doherty. We're the creators of The Workshop Presents. And you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 2, where we talk about some movies and read some fiction. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can always contact me at Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, I'm here to talk about some films today. Uh, I guess I'm sticking with my It's Summertime Science Fiction theme, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the show The 100. Or, as my little boy likes to say, 100! He has this little Star Wars counting book. Uh, He's two, by the way. Uh, And it goes 1 through 10, and then it has 25, 50, 100. And whenever we get to 100, he loves to scream out 100. Uh, he also does it when he's counting, so, you know, he'll just randomly start counting and be like, one, two, three, four, five, one hundred! You know, I think he thinks one hundred is kind of like the joke number, you know? Uh, anyways, that story aside, let's talk about the one hundred. So I'm not sure if I went ahead and talked about the one hundred before on the show. Uh, don't remember. I might have. I've been watching the series for a while. I kind of got introduced to it when I was a, a traveling uh, salesman believe it or not. I mean, not really salesmen. I was going to healthcare fairs, talking about people's HSAs. I know, very exciting stuff. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of time in hotel rooms, and you know, I started a whole bunch of new series at that time, and 100 had like, I think, two or three seasons at the time on Netflix, and so being that I had nothing to do every night, uh, I would go and and watch the 100, and I've been watching it ever since. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about the first couple seasons, other than it's kind of a post-apocalyptic narrative about, uh, you know, the Earth has been ravaged by nuclear winter, and uh, there is, uh, you know, some people living up in space that went to avoid it, and you know, they have this whole society going up there by then, and and eventually they decide to, like, you know, launch a hundred teenagers down to the planet to see if it's survivable. Uh, I think it's less that they are teenagers and more that, like, you know, the one punishment in space is to, like, float them, uh, which means they throw them out in airlock, and teenagers can't be thrown out of an airlock so there's like a hundred of them I think if I remember correctly I don't know it's been a long time since I saw that first episode that uh you know get launched to the planet and and go down so anyways 
it goes through many seasons and you eventually learn how the apocalypse happened and you know uh they meet people that are still left on the planet and the people that had survived on the planet have formed all these kind of different groups and i i kind of find it a funny because it, it's one of those you know made up languages the the people on earth they they in science fiction you know a lot of people will just make up a language uh, especially when they're thinking about how to <laughs> do like a language of the future and with this particular one i just the language is kind of funny uh because you know they like all the different groups are called crew and so you have like tree crew and sky crew and city crew and you know ice crew or whatever you know like 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 the idea is that maybe they were called crews when the apocalypse happened but then they started becoming like clans and and, and then uh you know it's, it's it's kind of a funny little it's it's very well developed though i mean just the language is a little funny but the actual world i think is pretty well developed but anyways long story short this is big spoiler alert they eventually f up the earth for good it's completely uninhabitable <laughs> and they decide to get on a spaceship and fly to another planet <laughs> yes the this whole post-apocalyptic thing where they spend you know many many time trying to kind of reclaim the earth eventually they just you know <laughs> are not able to and and they decide to fly away together <laughs> and i i know it's it's kind of a funny thing because like when they flew away and found the other planet i thought that was the end of the series like oh okay so they screwed up the earth they go and they get this whole new planet and that's the end of the series and then later on i'm like watching a completely unrelated series with my wife and uh i see that it is a uh, you know, there's another episode of 100 Season 6, and I was like, 100 Season 6? I didn't even realize there was Season 6. I thought they were done with the series. And I was like, how can you make another season on another planet, you know? Like, especially when, like, a lot of the series is just exploring what happened <laughs> on Earth, really. You know, like, all the, you know, the mix of characters at this point are some people that were part of that original 100 and some people are the uh you know from space and, and some people are people that were on the ground they call them grounders in the first season you know and uh <laughs> you know the, the grounders and the space people like like eventually the whole premise of like the the name of the series the 100 or, or 100 or whatever it's called like <laughs> is eventually pointless because like eventually like there's actually not a lot of those 100 people left and also there is uh, a lot of other grounder characters that are main characters part of the series now and so really i don't know it's it's kind of a funny funny thing but anyways they get to another planet and you think it's going to jump the shark at this point you're you're, you're just thinking okay what are they going to do on another planet with the series and it ends up being kind of good it, it ends up kind of reminding me of like star trek in a way it's kind of weird like in star trek they always find like a planet and there's something weird going on on that planet and they have to kind of figure out and navigate that weirdness well the weirdness that's going on in this particular planet and once again spoiler alert the weirdness on this planet is uh the fact that there's uh humans already living there 
and they are basically uh, settlers from Earth before Earth, uh, you know, destroyed itself. And uh, those settlers are basically uh, making themselves immortal by rewriting the consciousness of their followers. So there's like a, a group of like, I don't know, I think maybe about 10 of them or something that are just, you know, using the rest of the population to to pretend that they're gods and and so people willingly like like give up their bodies for the god to inhabit in and and really it's just there have this piece of software that they plug into someone that rewrites someone's mind with the mind of the immortal person and and so you know uh and and that brings me to the one big kind of gripe about the the season uh you know, I don't necessarily mind this whole jumping the shark aspect of, of, oh, we're done with Earth, so let's just go to another planet. Like, even though inherently that really wasn't a part of the series. I mean, <laughs> originally the people living in space were living in, like, space stations. You you get the idea that resources were limited and the space stations were falling apart. And, and so, you know, how, like, you there's really no mention of interstellar travel in that first part. But... You know, the Earth was destroyed, and, and we just don't know if there was interstellar travel. And later on, when a ship comes back from the interstellar space, they realize there is. And, you know, that's fine. That <laughs> I don't really have that much of a problem with that. But it's it's the fact that the immortals need something called a nightblood to uh, basically uh, upload to. So if the person isn't a nightblood, they can't... Uh, they can't upload their consciousness into just a regular person. They need to have this uh, black blood that protects them from radiation. Like they kind of, you know, in the in back on the episodes before this season six, uh, they explore this idea of the night blood in the sense that, like, you find there's this AI uh, called the Commander that they that leads all the grounders and and that uh, AI is put into a person with a night blood uh, you know and you find night bloods are rare and and uh, then eventually they find out there's a way to artificially make night blood so one of the characters turns herself into one so she can survive the radiation to save everyone you know and, and stuff like that so there's a, a whole thing where they're exploring this like night blood concept and you get a sense that this is something that just kind of rose up because of the apocalypse. I mean, the, the person that's doing the research is partially responsible for the apocalypse and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, you eventually, like, like get this nightblood concept, like, kind of hammered down. And then suddenly you find out that there's nightbloods on this planet that, you know, had nothing to do with the apocalypse because they all settled it before the apocalypse. I mean, they kind of weakly describe it saying oh, the programmer or whatever, the person who invented Nightblood gave them the technology before they left, but it's like, why would they? Why would they need that? You know, they're... <laughs> why would they need to, like, you know, have that? Uh, unless it's just, I don't know. I, I would buy, okay, this is a natural mutation in people, <laughs> you know, before the apocalypse, than to say that it was this thing that was invented and somehow this other space crew was was it was given to them like like what do they need it for going to another planet you know like they're not living on an irradiated planet from the post-apocalypse and in fact their their planet was fine when they left you know <laughs> so 
a little little bit of a stretch there, but you know, they gotta make it work somehow. They gotta put the main character in danger somehow, right? She's a nightblood, so they gotta give a reason. So, you know, that, that leads to some good episodes where like the, the main immortal you know, character that you kinda get she's some weird, scary eugenics person, uh, you know, gets put into the main character's consciousness and they duke it out. Uh, there's also some cool episodes where, like, you know, when there's an eclipse on the planet, the, the plants all release this toxin that makes people, like, go crazy and try and fight each other, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there, there's all this, like, stuff that's happening that's just very reminiscent of, like, Star Trek, like, just, they go to a planet and have to figure out the weird mystery of the planet, uh, there's an anomaly where, like, no radios work on the planet because the anomaly sucks up all the radio signals. And and so there's this one place where you can be near the anomaly and get a radio signal. And so people will have radios to contact a guy that's kind of hanging out there. Because there, there, there's one immortal that, you know, realizes he's murdering a bunch of people to get a new body and, and decides to put an end to the immortality business, you know. Uh... So there's all this interesting stuff happening in that season, and it's a it's a really I, I like it. It's a good season overall, and uh, it it's kind of a two parter because the it it ends with some stuff that are unresolved on this planet, and uh, and they're not necessarily tying up everything in a good bow. But I I also see that there's a season seven planned, uh, so I'll be prepared to watch it this time. But overall, yeah, if you have some time and and you want to watch just a a solid science fiction series that definitely takes a lot of twists and turns go ahead and check out the 100 and i do believe you can get most of them on netflix i'm not sure about season six i had to i had to buy it on amazon uh, unfortunately uh my uh, you know i have hulu and usually that's how i watch a lot of new shows that are coming out is through hulu but uh unfortunately i realized that the new shows were coming out when hulu had already like gone past the first episode so you can no longer watch like the first couple episodes of the season on hulu and i just didn't want to deal with that so i just like yeah it's 15 dollars for the new season whatever you know i mean honestly if i if i go see a movie that's going to cost me more than 15 dollars and uh i'm not going to get as many hours of entertainment right so you know i i you know when it comes to buying things here and there on Amazon, I, I will buy it, you know, like, I'm, there's a couple of HBO shows, I don't, I don't have an HBO subscription, but uh, there's a couple that I want to watch, and I'm thinking maybe I'll just buy them one day, you know, like Game of Thrones or something, I, I, I had a month of free HBO, and, and I think we got through season two or something, that, but my wife wasn't really into Game of Thrones, and I liked it, but I wasn't like, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of TV outside of watching with my wife, and and since we we watch a lot of TV together, like, if I'm going to commit to Game of Thrones, I'm going to have to, like, you know, commit to it, you know? Like, <laughs> like literally say, okay, here's my hour or two a week that I have time to watch for myself. I'm going to really have to, like, you know, figure this out. You know, because I, I do a lot of writing and a lot of other stuff, you know? I don't... I think, uh, for me, it's important to kind of keep, keep writing, keep the creative stuff, record this podcast, you know? could be watching tv right now but i'm here recording a podcast so you know i don't necessarily watch too much on my own uh so anyways here nor there so uh yeah cool go ahead and watch the 100 and uh thank you for listening go ahead and watch a uh, real paranormal activity on mondays 
You got me on Tuesdays. Terry's Mysterious Moments on Wednesdays. Mr. Patrick Sean Jones on uh, uh, Thursdays with the Sandman's Lullaby. And then, of course, you have all the the ghost hunting TV shows that come out on the first uh, uh, Friday of the month. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and check them out. It's all good stuff. And thank you for listening. <laughs>